what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. You know, we're back on that Wednesday tip, and a yo, yo. This is a weird start. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. You know, I hope everybody's playing some games. I hope everybody's sticking to their goals. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm that daily reminder. Keep it up. You know what I'm saying? Go make that content. Go do that thing. Go sell that thing. Go buy that thing. Go talk to that person. Stop talking to that person. <laughs> it could be anything. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, I have been able to stick to mine so far. So I hope you guys are sticking to yours. And remember, every Monday is a new start. But uh, that's neither here nor there because today's Wednesday, dude. We have a couple new stories to talk about today uh, regarding GTA 5, the um, you know PlayStation asking favors or asking, telling devs they need to do shit, and uh, another thing about PlayStation that I will get to in a little bit. Uh, you know, as I've detailed every friggin' Day, 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 day. There is no video game content to cover. Nothing, nothing of substance. So we're going to do a light Hot Wheels Unleashed review today as well. So look out for that in a little bit. Um, let's just start with what I've been playing. I'm playing Hot Wheels, of course. I've been playing... Um, damn, what did I just download? I downloaded all kinds of stuff. I was playing Rocket League earlier, and Rocket League is such a delight. You know, Rocket League is so fun. Uh, I played a little bit of Disco Elysium, another game that is narratively driven, and it's amazing. I forgot how awesome it is. I, I think the one drawback for that game, though, that I absolutely hate, and this might just be a newbie talking, because I, I made it... I didn't make it far in the game, you know? I, I made it a little bit into the game, and I loved it. Actually, I loved my time with it. But my issue was, if you get a game over... It's freaking done. Like you, you are, you are SOL. Um, basically, because you can make a lot of progress, and if you get a game over, which can just happen if you fail something. So, like, let's say your mental capacity is down, or you don't have the right requirements for a certain thing, or your health is low. If you die, you have to reload your game save from where you last manually saved. So, there's not really auto saving going on, and if there is, it's spaced out way too far. Um, but I did a bunch of progress today or yesterday rather, and your boy died or your boy got a game over because I, I was talking to my guy and I said something that I wanted to retire or something like that. And I knew it was a bad idea going into it. I was just like, let me see. I don't remember what happens with this and boom, game over. I'm an idiot. Okay. And that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, I basically I'm a dumbass and I, Thought I could get away with just quitting the force entirely, but they wanted me back in. They wanted me out every time, and even though I hung it up a long time ago. Uh, the issue there is that I'm back by Kuno. Fucking Kuno. If you've uh, played Disco Elysium, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm right by Kuno, and I was... I I like I, I did a little bit there. I solved a little bit of that, and then I walked away, solved something completely different, uh, went somewhere else died and now all of that i have to redo so <laughs> uh disco elysium drops on my backlog list every freaking day uh anytime I, I play it anytime i try it i'm like all right uh we'll take five for this one but it's still a fantastic game i absolutely love it 
I downloaded so many games, it is redonkulous. Let me see if I can pull up a list of my schist because it's freaking crazy. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. I've also dove back into the good old world of Riders Republic, and I think I'm on the fence if I want to keep it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the fence if I want to keep doing it. Simply because it's such a big game. I've seen people online getting the Platinum. I want to get the Platinum. But it's so repetitive and I kind of forgot how to play it a little bit. So there's always already that like little little learning curve I have to do to kind of get back into the groove of that game. And that's the issue with most games I drop off of. I leave during the peak of the gameplay and then I don't know what I'm doing. I pick it back up. And that's an issue for me. First world problems, I know. But still, something I need to work on. Um, so I hope to kind of get that down at some point. I played a little bit of Hades again. Hades is a fun game. Um, enjoyed a little bit of that. I didn't get too deep into it, but I did play a little bit. And I played some Tekken. You know what I'm saying? Good old Tekken. I absolutely love Tekken. I talked about it uh, ad nauseum in the, you know, what is it called? I don't even remember what the hell the episodes are called. It's been so long ago. This is episode like two... Let me guess, 273 before I look at it. This is episode 273. Because you know what? It's been a long time. I think I should be going. Yeah. Yeah, it's 273 today, which is in freaking sane. Uh, seeing that I started this podcast last year, that's a lot of episodes. You guys been with me for a long time. You guys been with me for a long time, dude. I'll tell you what, uh, the episodes I was referring to is Memory Lane, brother. Yeah, dude. Memory Lane, brother. Yeah, dude. Memory Lane, brother. Yeah, brother. Uh, you know, where we talk about PS1, PS2, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox Classic, you know, SNES. We talk about the whole game of the consoles, and I talked about it a lot that I absolutely love Tekken. Tekken holds a very special place in my heart. If you want to go check it out, it should be in one of those episodes. Probably more so in the... Uh, I think I detailed them. Yeah, uh, let's see. PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1 was in Memory Lane 1. So episode 1 of this podcast, I talk about how I love Tekken 1 and how special it was and how... Um, it was a unique experience kind of just like playing that with my parents and all the funny things that kind of came out of that. So needless to say, it is a special game to me and I've been sticking with it ever since. So I don't know, man. Tekken is one of those weird games that like has such an array of characters that it's kind of hard to find people that don't know at least a character from Tekken. Uh, that beginning roster, like what was in that first roster of Tekken uh, character wise? Because... It, it's iconic. It's like th- that revolutionizing PS1 like fighting games, you know, or just 3D fighting games in general being one of the, the pillars to kind of kickstart it uh, made it special in many ways. And obviously it got most of the mainline people we need. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't remember Devil being in it. What the fuck? Devil was oh, it's Okay. It literally just says Devil and then Kazuya. Huh? So, PS1 had, let's see, Armor King, Bonnaroo. No, it had King, it had Kazuya, had Kunimitsu, Yoshimitsu, had Paul Phoenix, it had Law, uh, it had 
Lee Shaolin. It had Nina Williams. It had Anna. It had it had everybody in their foe. You know what I'm saying? Michelle Chang. It had Prototype Jack. You know what I'm saying? Every 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 Tekken has a Jack. It had Jack. It had two Jacks in there. What the fuck? I didn't even know. Prototype Jack. I had a fire tweet, and it really bothers me that nobody dug it. <laughs> I tweeted out, some days I just feel like P-Jack from Tekken 1. And I think it's a fire joke because P-Jack, first of all, you know, he's unfinished. He's a prototype. But his hands are doing these weird motions. And if you just picture somebody just like, that's how I feel, you kind of get the vibe. You look at that character and like, okay, he's going through some shit. You know what I'm saying? His hands are moving. They're moving weird ways. Obviously not functional. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's fucking weird. But uh, yeah, damn, Jack has been in all these games. I got Jack, Jack 2, Prototype Jack, Gun Jack, Jack 4, Jack 5, Jack 6, Jack X, Jack 7. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is the, the Jack lore alone in Tekken is weird. Uh, we should dedicate a whole episode around that. You know what I'm saying? But Tekken is special, man. I, I have a modified PS1 classic. And I have, you know, Tekken 1, 2, and 3 on there. And I've been really considering hooking that back up and playing that bad boy. Because, holy shit, Tekken is amazing. Uh, the fighting was amazing. Uh, like I said, it's, it holds a special place in my heart. The music is amazing. They have it all on iTunes, by the way. If you like, actually, uh, any of the Tekken game soundtracks... They have them entirely on um, iTunes, which is amazing. Holy shit, Tekken 1 came out in 1994. That means I must have been like four or five, brother, because it was in November. So I had to be... I'm not good at math, okay? I know when I was born, but I'm, I'm not good at math. Let's see here. Um, okay, I was born in Bonnaroo. I was born in 92, right? January 92, right? So... You know, you got one year, right? And then 93, and then 94, two years. 95 is three years. And then, uh, I guess that would be, yeah, I guess that would be three. Um, but that doesn't make sense, because I remember vividly playing that. I guess I have good memory. I don't fucking know. Uh, but, or we just played it 96 or 97. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. But um, time was a blur back then Tekken is amazing if you guys haven't played Tekken even if you're not really a fighting game fan they have a great uh, story or arcade mode that you can kind of knock out not the most linear I'll say that because if you play the games each character has an ending and they're wild and wacky and kind of like what happens to them at the end of the game and then like for instance there are, there are some games where you know, you could do Hiachi's ending and it'll show him winning the tournament and becoming rich. And then it'll show Paul, you know, winning and, uh, you know, winning the tournament and getting rich. Like, it'll show each person kind of if they won, what would happen. Uh, whereas in the more recent game, Tekken 7, it actually made a linear, cohesive story uh, involving the Mishima clan. It involves a Street Fighter character. What the fuck? It involves. You know, um, new Mishima characters. So you get, you know, uh, what is their name? Akumi? Akumi? Hmm, no. God, that's going to bother me now. Now i got to look it up. I'm sorry, boys. 
I'm sorry, boys. I gotta look it up. So let's look up Tekken. Okay. Tekken 2. Tekken 3. Uh, Tekken 4. Dude, this is a riveting... This is riveting content here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just listing the Tekken games. Okay. Gameplay... No, fuck. Where Where is it at? Development. Tekken 7. There it is. Okay. Thanks, Wiki. Thanks, Wiki. Shit. And I know you guys are sitting there like, I already know the character. It's this person. Uh, Kazumi. There we go. Damn, I was close. Anyways. So not important. But uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, yeah, man. Tekken was amazing. I uh, love playing that. I played a little bit of offline. Tried some characters. I don't... I will say this on the Tekken front. I like certain crossover characters. Like if they did... Uh, like when they did, uh, you know, Akuma. Totally fine with that. I absolutely love it. But when you do fucking Negan... You know, Gone was a great crossover character. If you do Negan from Walking Dead... As a character, a real actor with not a lot of makeup on. So he looks exactly like just a damn actor fighting Kazuya in devil form. That is the most mind-bending bullshit that I do not like. I like new characters. I like video game characters. I like comic characters even. But when you put a real-life actor in there... It breaks the immersion. They had fucking uh, Noctis from Final Fantasy 15, which I'm fine with. That Again, it looked like it fit. If you toss, and I've been waiting for this, and it's going to happen one day. Mark my fucking words. It's going to happen. There will be a day, maybe Tekken 8, maybe even Tekken 9, maybe even Tekken Tech 3. We will get a character from the Yakuza series. Why the fuck? fuck have we not done that they're japanese as shit they are uh you know graphically it already looks like a tekken character they come from a combat based game even the turn-based one is combat based uh it's gritty you know just as mature as tekken and if not more mature and it would fit perfectly right he i mean he kind of looks like certain characters in tekken like it it would actually be kind of cool uh, but that would be badass, man. Uh, anyways, I don't know why I'm going on a big Tekken tangent. Tekken tangent. Uh, it's just one of the things I've been playing, and I do want to play some Tekken 3. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that, like, these older ones don't have the treasure mode, or what do you call it? The R, not the arcade mode, the ghost mode, or whatever. They, they've, it's been, it's had many names over the years, but, uh, these older ones don't have it. So you, it's basically arcade, or versus, or bowling, whatever the hell. Um, so I'd prefer to play something with more progression. So I might just play more Tekken 7, to be honest. Uh, it's more updated anyways, and it feels great. still feels amazing. I have it running on a damn hard drive hooked up to a PS5. It's a PS4 game, backwards compatible, playing on a DualShock, on a 4K TV. Like, it's, it, it works flawlessly, so I'm not even, not even worried about it. Anyways, let's move on from Tekken. I feel like I've been on it way too long. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's hit some of these news stories. Uh, it looks like GTA 5 next-gen patch adds a host of highly requested improvements. This is from Amelia Zollner on IGN. Uh, update 1.56, which quietly released for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS, hosts a variety of improvements and bug fixes detailed on Rockstar's website. So uh, I would go to Rockstar's website, but this person 
uh, brilliantly shortened the list to three things, which is awesome. Uh, includes some highly requested quality of life improvement improvements, including even shorter load times. Whoa, that's amazing. Um, I'm not sure if that is pertaining to campaign. You know, that's just going to be campaign. We're going to open up this blog here in a second. Uh, music now continually plays while in an Xbox Live party. Did it not? Tweaked adaptive trigger feedback on PS5. And these are highly requested. I don't get why these would be highly requested. Uh, perhaps the most exciting addition for players, however, is the newly added option to turn motion blur off. Okay. Which has become a massive talking point for players of the next of the game's next-gen version. According to Kotaku, some players have pointed out that the update also adds next-gen files to PC versions of the game, which could hint at this update arriving on PC in the near future as well. Dude, Grand Theft Auto just keeps killing it, right? I feel like there's a lot of people still playing it. I have friends still playing it. Uh, Adrian, friend, host of the show, was on a couple episodes ago, plays it religiously right now, and my dad plays it religiously. Like, People are on this game, and it's weird. It's weird it stayed alive this long. It's not like it's a bad thing, but it's, you know, this game came out in, like, what, 2013? Ten years ago? Damn near? Like, crazy. Uh, The fact that it's getting, you know, it's got a next-gen update. It It spanned fucking three consoles. How crazy is that? Uh, and if they, I would not be surprised if this comes to PS6. I feel like there's a, a inside joke we're not privy to that is basically Bethesda versus Rockstar, and they're gonna try to see how long they can port a game from 2010s to current day, and how many consoles they can get it to. Uh, currently, I'm sure Skyrim is has covered more ground, but I think. GTA 5 is probably not far from it. And I think GTA 5 is probably sold more, so eh, I don't know. Um, and I don't think we'll see a GTA 5 on Switch or anything, because why would you? Low times will be horrendous again. Um, but that is probably the one issue I had with GTA 5 for the most part. Like, the entire lifespan of that game, the low times were crazy bad. So I am not, 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 not mad at that. I feel like that is... Uh, a very welcome improvement. Let me go ahead and check out this blog and see if there is any information information that I missed on that. Okay, let's see. Okay, they got the motion blur. Uh, issue, 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 issue. Um, looks like the rest are just issues that people were having. Uh, yeah, I guess we're not missing much outside of that. Uh, but basically, those are the the more you know, prominent changes, I guess. And I see why um, Amelia Zollner decided to drop it down to three little things. And I appreciate it, Amelia. Thank you very much. Uh, Moving on from GTA, let's go into another story from IGN, written by George Yang. PlayStation reportedly now requiring developers to create two-hour game trials. Uh, this is a new requirement for PlayStation Plus Premium. Of course, this is coming out in June. Uh, let's see if there's any more information here. According to a report from Game Developer, many studios received this news in a new update in, a, in Sony's developer portal and reportedly not provided any previous communications about such a change. 
This new policy doesn't apply retroactively or at all to PlayStation VR games. However, developers who plan to launch PlayStation games in the future will have to adhere to these updated guidelines. Okay. Um, you know, on one hand, I know demos take a while to put together. I know it's not just as simple as cutting out a chunk and blocking it off. Like it's, I know it takes a lot more to kind of build that and have it steady um, and then people work out like bugs through it. I know at one point, whenever Yakuza 6 dropped their demo, they dropped a full game on there um, with like barriers, you know, on there. And people just kept playing <laughs> and you could you could basically beat the game as long as you stayed on there. Uh, they eventually removed it. But still, I know it's not as easy as people say. So this is kind of like a tall order for not for like every game to kind of have this would be kind of crazy. But at the same time, as a consumer more than welcoming this i think this is a great thing because there are many games that are 70 dollars that are like i i want to try them but i don't know if i want to buy it um so yeah that's well i mean actually take that back going forward this is from the article any game that costs 34 dollars or higher must have an accompanying game trial for sony's subscription service that lasts for at least two hours okay so Two hours is a tall order. Um, I know that much. But, I mean, I guess if you make it enlist demo or like a non-time-restrained uh, trial, then the two-hour thing is probably going to go by quick. Um, and then it's fair that it's over $40 or over $34 because there are games, I think, uh, the bigger games that you want to spend your money on, you know, you kind of want to know what the game is like and what it feels like. I feel like the trials... This whole trials initiative is actually going to be very helpful for consumers trying to find games they want to play. I don't think the devs are probably going to like it very much, especially with it being such a sudden change and it applying to any damn near any big game coming soon. Uh, I hope it doesn't discourage anybody from working with Sony or anything like that, but it, it seems like this is a very pro-consumer thing to do as it lets players actually have a chance to experience these games instead of it being... You know, it's such a, I mean, there used to be demos all the time. So it's not like the craziest things to, the craziest thing to require this of people. I guess, I guess nowadays, you know, more games are harder to make, you know, there's this, there's that, but still like, you got to realize like with the game prices going up, we need to know what some of these games like. I think that's mainly one of the biggest benefits of game pass is that you actually get to try the game. Uh, whether you, I mean, it, it is the full game granted, uh, it's still one of those things where you can actually, you know, get a taste at the very least, even if you don't like the game or even if you were considering buying something, you can kind of save that money and not really have to, uh, buy a bunch of games that you're not going to play. Uh, that is, that's fantastic. I think it's a great thing. I've definitely been burned by games where I bought them and I was like, Oh shit, I got it digitally. Uh, I, I paid $70 or $60. I'm like, uh, I can't do anything with it now. That's great. Uh, so yeah. All in all, what a great change. I hope that this is a good thing for developers. I know, like uh, like I said, I know it's kind of like a tall order when you are also making the game. You need to set aside time to actually make trials. But uh, I think in the long run, this will benefit people more. Uh, this will benefit consumers more. And uh, kind of cut away some of that nuance where you, you have to basically buy a full price game to try it instead of just like, getting a little demo. Okay. This isn't for me. Move on, you know, <clears throat> uh, or, uh, hopefully they have something in place where you can just get 
the first two hours of the game in a form, you know, in some form and just cut it off with no trophies or whatever. And then whenever you buy the game, it'll pop all the trophies or something. I'm sure it'll be something more like that, but still, uh, what a great change. I think that's going to benefit a lot of players and you know, you can't, you can't knock change unless you're a developer. You're probably like, what the fuck? And for the last bit of news, uh, back on IGN, PlayStation has created a game preservation team, uh, revealed by a new employee. This is written by Ryan Denzel on IGN. PlayStation has created a new team focused on game preservation, revealed by a new employee's Twitter and LinkedIn posts. As spotted by Video Games Chronicle, the division will focus on preserving PlayStation IPs to ensure our industry's history isn't forgotten. Uh, Garrett Fredley said his new role of senior build engineer is one of PlayStation's initial hires for the newly created preservation team. Today is my first day as a senior build engineer. This is from uh, his Twitter at PlayStation working as one of their initial hires uh, for the new preservation team. Game preservation was my first career passion. So I'm ecstatic that I get to go back to those roots. Um, there's not obviously, I mean, this is just from a job listing. So I'm cutting away from the article now, but this is just from a job listing, but I mean, this is exactly what I was mentioning. I think last episode of the episode before where I was saying there's not a lot of ways to play some of these older games. And I'm hoping that's kind of what this PlayStation plus thing going on in June, uh, PlayStation premium and whatnot will kind of provide with certain games. Uh, for instance, as I said, there's not many modern ways, many modern ways to play Metal Gear Solid four or really any of the Metal Gears. Um, if you want to play them, you need a PS3 bottom line. And as much as it doesn't sound like uh, a quote unquote retro console, it's kind of bridging that gap. It's obviously a still, mo- still modern console in a way, but it is long forgotten. It is two generations ago and it is, you know, it is, it had that special architecture with their chip to where a lot of those games can't really be easily ported. That's why they're kind of being remade entirely. So it's, it's a shame. I feel like a lot of those games are kind of suffering from that. And if there was ever a, you know, a brand, a company, a gaming uh, community that needed to have this preservation team, it would be Sony because they have a big chunk. I mean, PlayStation 3 was huge. They have a big chunk of those games that are just lost. I mean, you basically can't, like I said, unless you have a PS3 and it's not hard to get a PS3 one. It's not too super expensive too. And obviously the games are still for sale in certain spots. That's fine. I get it. But in a terms of, in terms of, okay, it's fucking 2022. We have PS fives and PS fours now, you know, not many people have that space for multiple consoles. So why would you buy a PS three? And then on top of that, you go, all right, I want to play Metal Gear Solid four. How, how can I do it? You can stream on PlayStation now, or you can get a PS3. The modern, the more modern take would be playing on PlayStation now. And I did that recently. I did it not too long ago. And the streaming was so bad that I just had to stop playing. Uh, the game is amazing. I absolutely love that game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And I can't thoroughly play it conveniently. It's, it's I had had to spend this extra amount of money just to get a console, get the game, uh, hook it up. Hopefully the servers are still active and working on those consoles. Like, uh, and for some, you know, some cases that might completely nullify your game entirely. It might not, it might not even let you play it or might uh, disable features that you're used to. Um, these kind of things you have to worry about. And when it comes to game preservation, you know, if if what I'm, whatever this means, <laughs> whatever they're doing to preserve it, maybe uh, making it to where 
this team will actually be dedicated to kind of making sure these games don't kind of fall into that category and you can make this future proof where, where, you know, the PS, you know, the PS six, seven and eight can play PS five games, uh, PS four games, and hopefully PS three games at some point. Like I hope this team is kind of worrying about that kind of stuff and future proofing our issues. Cause if you look at Xbox, right? Xbox has, you know, their, uh, original Xbox, which is fine. They have the Xbox 360, which had original Xbox games on it. And I think it was backwards compatible a little bit. And then uh, Xbox One, which you can still play all those games. And Xbox Series X and S, you can still play all those games. Like from Xbox original to now, you can still play all those games in some form or fashion for the most part. Like they they mastered that. They, they have it tight. And like, for instance, I had Trials HD on my Xbox 360 when I was in college. I got my Series X last year, two years ago, whatever, last year. And um, I booted up and Trials HD was on there. And I downloaded it from my profile. And my leaderboard was on there. My game save downloaded. Like, it, it had all kinds of shit. So, the fact that this kind of stuff is capable on there, I obviously don't, I don't think all these features are going to come to PlayStation anytime soon. I'm just saying... The fact that it's that easy to access this, this is obviously a big hole in Sony's game and they definitely need something like this. Uh, and obviously game preservation in general is important. These consoles were built on, I mean, if you look at like Nintendo, those are all, you know, controllers are different. If you look at the DS library, not really an easy way to kind of get past the DS, you know, systems. Once, once those systems are kind of like, you know, legacy systems, they're super expensive, which they're kind of getting to that point now. It's going to be hard to play those games. It's going to be hard to find those games, uh, which is unfortunate because that was like on top of the world at one point. I mean, if you look at Wii right now, not many ways to play Wii uh, unless you have a Wii. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's weird. We're, we're in this weird time where all these consoles were made specifically for certain reasons and we're hitting a point where not many of them are playable. They're hard to find. They're literally unplayable or... Uh, I mean, if you look at like another one, I keep thinking of stuff. Uh, the 3DS library went, I think the, the, what the servers went offline recently or a couple years, like a year ago or something, uh, or they're going offline. I don't remember. Uh, but the servers were going offline. So basically the store will be unusable. And I was thinking about, oh my God, I had so many downloadable games on there that are just gone. Um, and then obviously they had exclusive games on the store. That were only on that store, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, kind of similar to like PSN games and you know Xbox, uh, what do you call it? Summer games type stuff where Trials HD was only on there, and oh, I guess that's a little different story. That was on everything, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, certain games are only on digital only, you know, for the system or for that system, and once you get rid of the store, those are like unplayable entirely. So, uh, it's scary to think about. It's better to have something that we're like. If I have this account where I have a bunch of PS4, uh, PS4 games on my current account, and I believe I had PS3 games that are not playable on here, um, I have all these games on my account, and you know, thankfully, the PS4 games at the very least are playable on my PS5, and I can just download them, and that's how it should be. But if you look at the PS3 games, I have a ton of PS3 games on my account. I literally can't download them on this console. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of holes in this idea. But all in all, game preservation is 
great. If this is true that they are creating a division for it, then that is awesome. And I think uh, the more the merrier. Like I said, I think other places have it down, like Xbox and other places don't have it down, like Nintendo, uh, where instead of just you know making them more readily available, they just literally resell the game entirely for like a full price and fucking port it to the Switch. It, I think that's kind of shitty, but uh, I guess that is preservation in a way. They're at least doing something. But Sony was definitely slacking in that uh, category. So interesting to see this happen on this beautiful Wednesday. So I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you're new here, leave an Apple podcast review. It, it helps so much, more more so than you know. Um, <clears throat> sorry, my fucking throat. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, leave an Apple podcast review in general. Like if, you, if you've been here around, if you've been around here for a while, go ahead and leave one. Uh, you know... Lee, uh, follow me on mystic.maddox on Instagram, uh, Maddox Mystic on Twitter, um, the Xbox, the Xbox, the X button uh, podcast on TikTok. And yeah, the, uh, this has been a fun little episode talking about Vigi games. And we're going to be back tomorrow with more video game content. So uh, have a fantastic Wednesday. Stick to your goals. Go have fun. And I will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>